Perhaps you are familiar with the cartoon character Ziggy. Ziggy no longer runs in the Richmond paper, but Ziggy ran for decades in many papers across the country. In one cartoon, Ziggy has taken his pet parrot to the doctor because his parrot is totally frazzled and frenzied and stressed out to the maximum. The parrot's feathers are all out of whack. His eyes are askew. No telling what has caused this awful condition. And then Ziggy presents his parrot to the doctor and says, I left him home with the TV on. It was turned to CNN. Ever since the earliest days of Presbyterianism with John Calvin in Geneva, Presbyterians have been called to be engaged with the world. We need to stay tuned in to life's challenges and complexities. One of my favorite theologians, Karl Barth, said the preacher needs to preach with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other hand. God calls us, God expects us to live to love, to serve God in the midst of the complexities and the consternation of the world. But we can also identify with Ziggy's bird. The news can leave us frazzled and frenzied and uncertain which way to turn. The news can leave us stressed out and deeply discouraged. Hate-filled rallies ever-evolving and complex discussions about monuments and symbols that divide us, more news of terror in Barcelona, or mudslides killing hundreds in Sierra Leone, and whatever else might have happened in the last 12 hours. And you know what? That's just part of it. That's just part of it because all of us carry in our own hearts a lot of pain and discouragement because loved ones die and worries continue about our children or our parents and health concerns can leave us exhausted and anxious And fresh challenges that come our way keep demanding that we adjust, adjust once again, one more time. We've already heard today a good message from the Apostle Paul. Flesh and blood cannot inherit. The kingdom of God will all be changed. It'll happen in the twinkling of an eye. The perishable body puts on imperishability. Death is swallowed up in victory. Therefore, be steadfast, be immovable, excelling in the work of the Lord because your labor is not in vain. The word of the Lord. And then we have our second lesson today, a lesson that intends to be a healing balm for our frenzied and frazzled lives. Look with me at the words of Psalm 27. I'm going to read them out loud. I want you to read along with me and listen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
When evildoers assail me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and foes, they shall stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war rise up against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord that I will seek after to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter on the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the tent cover of his tent. He will set me high on a rock. Now my head is lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. Come, my heart says, seek his face. Your face, Lord, do I seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, do not cast me off. Do not forsake me, O God of my salvation. If my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me on a a level path because of my enemies. Do not give me up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they are breathing out violence. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Psalm 27, these words have been part of our sacred texts for a very long time. They've been in existence for more than 3,000 years. This is a fresh reminder that the struggles of human life, the heartaches and challenges that come, that cover us sometimes, are nothing new. They're not new. To be human is to know heartache, To be human is to be challenged inside and out, as the psalm shows us, all through life. This wonderful psalm begins with two rhetorical questions that point to the primary assertion. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Is there anything anything so severe, is there anything so oppressive or so devastating that we are no longer grounded in God's goodness? That's the question. Is there anything that is too much for God? The psalm is trying to move us along in that answer, and it gives us wholeness. When we affirm it, wholeness. I'm friends with Jill Duffield. Jill Duffield is the editor of the magazine, The Presbyterian Outlook, which has its offices in our Virginia building right here on this corner. Jill actually lives in Charlottesville. And Jill was present in the unrest there last weekend. And Jill has been busy this week writing and sharing faithful insights for the whole larger church. Here is part of a prayer that Jill wrote 
this week. What next? Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, when we are right in the middle of the chaos and the killing and the carnage. We know that justice will roll down like water and that crying and death will be no more someday, but we need to know what to do this day. This very day you have made. Creator God, living God, God of the new thing, the very good thing, show us where to be and what to do and how to be the light and the salt and the leaven and the love you call us to be. Precious Lord, take our hands, lead us home to the place you prepared for us and give us rest. Put us beside still waters and overflow our cups with grace upon grace until it spills into the streets and washes away the evil in our land. Wash us and we will be clean, made new, clothed, and in our right minds together. We seek to keep trusting God, God's presence, God's promises, and we keep seeking to be instruments of God's love and promises in all we do. This is how we find our way toward wholeness. Wholeness. I wonder if you've seen the hit movie Dunkirk. The movie is based on the military operation that took place in Dunkirk, France, and During the Second World War, it was actually June of 1940. The Germans rolled across France. Thousands of British soldiers were fleeing, and they found themselves trapped on the beach at Dunkirk, desperate to get across the English Channel and to safety. The story is remarkable because, among other things, hundreds of English citizens got into their personal boats and crossed the English Channel to pick up the soldiers and carry them to safety. In the movie, great attention is given to one civilian captain, played by Mark Relance. This captain is so focused, so faithful on his particular mission drive his boat across the English Channel and pick up as many soldiers as possible. He navigates his boat across the Channel. He has a duty, he has a calling to get there and to get these soldiers home, and he does it. This kind of fortitude, this kind of focus and faith is what Psalm 27 is trying to give to all of us. Fortitude, focus, and faith. I want you to pick up your piece of paper and read, recite with me the first verse together. Friends, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? See, when this becomes part of us, we know how to live. When this becomes part of us, we have fortitude and focus and faith. 
And then what follows in this psalm is a long list of possible concrete and realistic threats. When evildoers assail me, when adversaries gather around, it says, when enemies encircle, when war rages, Yahweh is there and Yahweh prevails. Despite all the things that can disorient us, and there are many, God intends to be our orienting focus. Those words come from our good friend and former professor, part of this church family, Jim Mays. When these things disorient us, God intends to be our orienting focus. Despite the frazzle, the frenzy, our eyes askew, our confusion, our hurt, and our heartache, both in and around us, this psalm wants to keep us focused and faithful. We live in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. God will take care of us in the days of trouble. God will conceal us in his tent. God will be there with us in presence always. No matter what happens, we remain grounded then in the presence and the purposes, the promises of God undergird us, surround us, support us. So with the promises of 27 all around us, with the truth of Psalm 27 giving us a foundation, we know how to live with fortitude and focus no matter what comes our way. No matter what comes our way. I've been in ministry now for 30 years and I've had a lot of formative experiences. One of the most formative experiences of my whole life happened when I was a pastor in my first church in South Carolina. I got a call to go to the hospital. There was a couple there. A long-time member of the church, the woman was facing surgery. Her name was Margaret. These were very devoted and long-time members. Margaret was facing emergency surgery. I found the couple in the hallway uh, of the right outside the operating room. They had been married for more than 60 years. She was lying on a gurney. He was standing by the gurney holding her hand. They were moments away from taking her in to prep her for emergency surgery. As I approached, we held hands and I prayed. I prayed for the doctors and the nurses. I prayed for the medicines to be at work. I prayed for her good care. And we prayed all this at at this moment, knowing that life is precious and that always we belong to God, no matter what happens. At the end of the prayer, the man looked at his wife, and Margaret said to me and to her husband, she said this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And she said, I'm okay. I'm neither worried nor afraid. As it turned out, the complications of surgery were too much for Margaret that day, and she died. We knew it was likely, but in those final words that she spoke, she bore witness to her fortitude and her faith and it was powerful, and it inspired her husband for the rest of his days, and it inspires everybody 
whoever hears that story. Because no matter what happens, the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? These words intend to give us orientation and foundation. No matter what comes our way. Because God prevails and God holds us forever. That's the promise. Nothing can separate us from God's love. That experience with that dear couple continues to inspire me. Where in the world did Margaret get a faith like that? Where did it come from? Well, it came from her striving to live her life trusting and serving God. It came to, from her life of reading the Bible and participating fully in the work of Pickens Presbyterian Church. It came from her devotion to worship and her work as a disciple. It came from her repeating it over and over in her mind and her heart. She belonged to God. God was her light and strength, no matter what came her way. We're called, all of us, day in and day out, on good days and bad days, when the sun is shining and then on other days when the moon might block the sun like tomorrow. When we're high on a mountain and we're deep in the dumps, we're called to affirm those words. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We believe in the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, as it says. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Yea, wait for the Lord. The recent week has been full of complex issues. There continue to be so many conversations about our culture's hatred and symbols All this generates great uncertainty about our society. Can we find a way forward and can we do it together? Perhaps the most meaningful moment for me this past week was when we gathered on Wednesday night with our friends at 3rd Street Bethel AMA Church. And I appreciate so many of you who were there. We gathered there with many congregations of folks looking for some respite from the turmoil. I departed that service sensing that some light is emerging in the darkness. Some hope might sprout through the despair and the hatred. Our Jewish rabbi friend, Michael Knopf, part of this group, Clergy Against Racism, whose very grandfather was shot in the head in Europe by a Nazi sniper, spoke some powerful words of trusting God and serving God amidst the complexities and consternation of life. We had other words, too, about love and peace instead of hatred and violence. And we prayed and we sang. We sang songs that we've been singing for so long. And we hugged and we tried to embody what generations have long dealt with. And yet we did all this affirming that the Lord is our light and our salvation. When evildoers assail us, when challenges mount, when when issues threaten, we stand together and we seek to trust God and we 
Seek to serve God. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yea, wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take courage. All of this, this psalm, this desire to stay together, this desire to trust God and serve God, this is about finding our way toward wholeness. That's what it's about. Clearly, we have a long way to go toward wholeness. We cannot let violence take center stage. We cannot let hatred and divisive symbols dominate our time. We are called to be people of faith and hope and love. This is what our friend Brian Blunt wrote this week. We must raise our voices even when we think we have little to say. We must move our political representatives even when they seem reluctant to move. We must stand when it comes our turn to stand. Here's the deal. Psalm 27 is gospel truth for our lives. Gospel truth for all of us. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? This truth intends to take root in us like it did for Margaret, like it's done for many across the generations. Take root in us as we open our hearts to God's grace to give us faith and fortitude to trust God and serve God no matter what happens to us. We seek to live by faith, and faith is an, a challenging act every day. We seek to believe and move forward. We seek to trust God and move forward with every moment of every day because confusion makes us stumble and heartache sets us back and mean things make us wonder which way to turn. Faith is an act every moment of every day saying this is what we believe and this is the way we're going to go. And that's what we're called to be about. The path of trusting God And serving God. We orient life towards God. That's what Psalm 27 wants to give us. We seek to become and keep becoming every day the kind of trusting, serving people of God. This is how we find wholeness. This is the only way. Julian of Norwich was an amazing writer in the 14th century, Julian says this, The Lord did not say, you will not be troubled. The Lord did not say, you shall not be travailed. Nor did the Lord say, you shall not be distressed. But the Lord said, you shall not be overcome. There it is. Therefore, it is God's will that we take heed these words and that we be, according to Julian, ever mighty in faithful trust, in weal and in woe, for God loves us and likes us and so wills that we trust God and serve God and all will be well and all will be well. May God guide us deeply, faithfully, especially through difficult times toward wholeness. Amen. Friends, let us pray. We believe, O God, help our unbelief. And by your Spirit, deepen our trust, deepen our love, deepen our faith 
following Jesus Christ. Amen.